Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. Stand a chance when I stand in your love, my friend. 
Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
right now in hearts this is our time of, of, of softening our hearts of surrendering unto the Lord for it makes all the difference in the world this is when we receive breakthroughs this is when we are encouraged this is when God does surgeries on our hearts hallelujah can we just go and sing that part where it says let us be aware of his presence let's sing that let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness all over this place right now i want everybody just to raise your hands raise your hands to your father Raise your hands to your daddy, God, and right now tell him that you love him. Love on your Jesus because he is yours and you are his and he is here. Love on him. Raise your hands. Praise him. 
There's a sweet spirit in this place. Our worship is a sweet aroma unto our Father, and he is pleased when we worship him in spirit and in truth, and when we give him our all and we surrender. Hallelujah. His presence is here, and God is working on hearts right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Right now, I just want you to raise your hands again and say, Daddy God, give me what you got so I can take it and I can go give it to others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hasn't this praise team done an awesome job today? Let's give them a hand. Thank you all so much for your hard work, dedication, your practices, hours of practice and preparation for this. Thank you guys so much. You guys can go ahead and be seated. We appreciate you all very, very much. I want to thank everybody for being here today and just coming out here and just really plugging in and connecting. I think this is important. But I have an announcement to make today. You are here today, and I can say with assurance and tell you that it is not by chance. I'm sure that you guys have noticed that this conference is not just a conference to build you up, to encourage you, and to send you on your way. It does include that, but this is not why you're here. This is a dangerous conference, dangerous for the enemy and dangerous for you in a good way because you have here and you will continue with this message to be taught and it will change your life if you allow it. You are here today because God is raising up an army. He is raising up an army of soldiers, of men, and he's raising an army, a remnant of women, an army of his daughters. And as you can probably notice, you see more and more women who are stepping up at the pulpit on, on, on messages, Facebook, all kinds of uh, social media. God is raising his women. There's small groups, prayer groups everywhere you go. God is raising up his daughters. Hallelujah. He is raising up an army, and you are here because he has purpose for you, and he has intentions for you, and you need to be here because you are a part of his army. Amen? Hallelujah. Women who want more than just an every week ho-hum service. Women who yearn for him and who want more. Daughters who don't want to just leave this, stay here and leave this earth until God's ordained purpose has been fulfilled in their lives. Hallelujah. Women who want to see lives transformed and they want to be the vessel that God uses to impact those they encounter. I don't care if it's at the grocery store. I don't care if it's on your job. I don't care if it's your kid's soccer practice, football practice, whatever. You are a voice for the Lord and you are his hands and feet. And when you surrender unto him and say, Lord, I here I am, use me, you will be amazed at what he can do through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is not a feel-good conference. A line has been drawn in the sand today. And those who accept the call, you will leave here, yes, encouraged and empowered, anointed and appointed, not only for your own life transformation, but for the women that you are going to affect for God in his glory. Hallelujah. But you've got to embrace it. You've got to accept it. And you have to determine that when you receive the impartation and activation, that you will leave this place and you will be changed and you will be different and it won't be for a day. 
It won't be for two days. It won't be for a week. Like Angela said, you will rise and you're going to stand. And when you stand, that means you're not backing off. You're not backing down. You're not going to have a watered down message. You are going forward and Christ is going to do amazing things in your life. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And this is, this, this is the time. This is the time. I just kept feeling that, and I kept sensing that. This is the time. I feel it in my bones. God is doing something different, and he's calling his daughters forward with purpose. And he's calling us to awaken and arise as his voice, his hands, his feet. He, we are his glory carriers. Hallelujah. And everywhere we go, his spirit will be at work through us where lives will be touched and changed. Hallelujah. We have been called to come forward from the back burners and to burn bright from him because this is the day where he says that it is time to arise and become all that he's created you to be. We've been sitting on the back burners long enough. We're moving forward. We're rising up. We're awakening. And we're taking the challenge that God has given us and said, yes, God, I ain't say yes, and I answer the call. He is calling us forward to step out in boldness and confidence and say, here I am, Lord, use me. And I am willing, and I am ready, and I am going forth in your name, and I refuse to be held back anymore in the name of Jesus. I refuse to not procrastinate anymore. I refuse to stay bound. I refuse to stay in defeat. I am done with fear. That was so yesterday. This is today. And today I'm equipped and empowered in him. And fear has got to go in Jesus' name. I am so done with limiting God. I am so done with limiting myself. And I choose God. Yes. Do you choose God? I choose God to become what he has ordained me to become. And he has a purpose for each of us and each of you. Is anyone with me today? If yes, I want you to look to your neighbor and say, that's me. Now look to your other neighbor and say, I declare it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Being that this is an apostolic training conference, I felt strongly led of the Lord to teach, preach about a topic that seems to hold a lot of women back and to trip them up. And I wasn't planning on speaking this message. I found it so interesting to hear what Sarah said because I tell you what, I had my message written, and then like right before I left for this conference, the Lord changed it. And you guys don't know, you don't know me, you don't understand. I have to have my message written two weeks in advance where I practice it five and six times, and God wants to change my message hours before I come here. Woo! That was a step of faith for me. I'm telling you what. But so the message that I had, it was good. But I guess God knew he knows better. He knew what was needed to be spoke here today. So that's what we've got. So hallelujah. So anyway, so for the Lord for to have me to step out like this today of all days without a full blueprint. Because I always wanted the blueprint. Give me the blueprint, Lord. <laughs> you know, but he said, uh, act of obedience, faith, step out. Do you trust me? <laughs> Do you trust me? You know, I'm going to say something here. Y'all might say that's you know, too much TMI. But most of the time I, see to hear, I seem to hear more from the Lord when I'm, I'm, I'm pottying or I'm putting my makeup on. That's when I seem to hear more from the Lord. And I keep hearing him say, Do you trust me? 
We need to step out and be willing to do things different, willing to be vulnerable because our faith and our trust is in him. And we know that he's got our back and he will not, as Angela says, as the word of God says, that we will not be put to shame when we trust God and we do it his way. Amen. So yesterday when I had this all happened, I had a few moments in an ugly cry. I'm just going to admit that to you. That's why the Lord asked me if I trusted him. Because I had an ugly cry going on here because I'm like, Lord, the conference is tomorrow. Are you kidding me? You know, last minute sitting here writing this. So I put on that song, Gracefully Broken by Tasha Cobbs. Y'all know that song? (laughs) And I told him, Lord, I surrender. I will do it your way. So y'all pray for me. Amen. But seriously, while in prayer, the Lord clearly showed me that many of his daughters are held back and even tormented by something that I was delivered from. And to be honest with you, I was delivered from it, but I have to choose to walk in that deliverance every single day on a daily basis. And sometimes I'll admit even from a moment to a moment notice, you know what I'm saying? But my daddy, God showed me that many of his daughters struggle with emotional bondage. That is the main thing that seems to trip us up and hold us back. And God wants his daughters delivered because he's got purpose and plans for us. And there are many people that are out there broken that don't know what I have learned and what you're going to learn today. And we are going to be the ones that be able to tell them, right? All right. But one of the things that the Lord showed me is that many deal with low self-confidence, intimidation, insecurity, low self-image, low self-esteem, worry of things. Worry of what others think. Yeah, that's a big one right there. Feelings of unworthiness, feelings of inadequacy, the blahs, depression, fear of failure, fear of success, fear in general, and feeling that they are not good enough and that they don't measure up. In here, is anyone experiences these type of things? My daddy God said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's in my notes, and I heard one of these other ladies say the same thing today. Enough is enough. He reminded me that we are living far under what has been given to us. We are living far under that and who he created us to be. He reminded me that Jesus paid the price for our deliverance and our victory, but we are choosing to live a watered-down version of what we can be and what our lives can be like in him. How do I know that? First off, he told me. And second, because I have been, as I mentioned a minute ago, it is a deliverance that I choose to walk in daily. And ever since I could remember, oh, I I was small, I have dealt and struggled severely with low self-esteem. Let me tell you, low self-esteem, low confidence, and paranoia. Those are just three of them. And I tell you what. I was so consumed by people's opinions of me that I was so insecure that if you didn't like me, I went out of my way to try to change your mind about me because if you didn't like me, that I didn't like myself. If you didn't think I could do something, that I didn't think I could do it. Your opinion of me, I allowed it to become my opinion of myself. Do you know the torment that is in that? I'm not talking about just caring about what somebody thinks. I'm talking about to the point where you allow yourself, your identity to be found and what others think of you. That is a horrible place to be. And then, of course, you're paranoid. And then what happened in my family and divorce and stepmom and just different things of like that. And, and, and that didn't help matters any. That just added fuel to the fire. It, this all led to depression. 
severe depression from a young child growing up. And then when I got older and I actually went and sought uh, psychiatric help, I was diagnosed with depressive bipolar. So that's what I was diagnosed with way back when. And I decided to, to accept that report for a little while. <laughs> Did you notice what I said? I accepted it for a little while until I wised up, until the Lord revealed to me and showed me I don't have to take the report of the doctor because his report says something different. Amen? But it took a while and a lot of torment for me before I actually got to that place because I was a puppet to my emotions. If I woke up, if I felt blah, then okay, then I must be blah, so I'm going to act blah, so my day is going to be blah. And guess what happened? Guess what kind of day I had? Blah. Exactly right. Hallelujah. Was not good. I was put on medication. I was put on uh, depre uh, depressing, depression medicine and lithium. And I'm um, telling you what, I just felt like a zombie. I just wasn't myself. I got to that point where it's like, okay, I'm tired of being on medication. And you know what? I just felt, become strong with the Lord. I started seeking his face more. And the Lord told me that when I have a focus problem, that was my main thing. I had a focus problem. And he showed me how I'm focusing on everything, wanting God to deliver me and help me, but yet I'm focusing on everything else. How can I receive deliverance if my focus is on the problem, on the problem, on the problem? Who was it not on? Him. And that made a big, big difference. So that was one of the things that the Lord started off by showing me. But, you know, when I got delivered a couple of times, and I'd like to say that when I got delivered a couple of times, I stayed in that deliverance. <laughs> That didn't quite happen. I got delivered, and everything was great, and then I went back. And then, of course, as the Bible says, you know, whenever you cast out the devil, he goes around, and he looks for a, if he doesn't have another place, he'll come back, sees that it's swept clean, and then it comes back as worse than what it was. Yeah, that's what happened to me. So what was started off bad became even worse because I didn't have my house filled. I didn't have the, the knowledge of what the Word of God says. And that's what we're going to learn here today. And that's what's going to be changed. Because you are not going to leave this place like you were unless you choose to. Today is the day that we are going to be different. Even in the midst, beginning of ministry, I still dealt with this. I still struggled. Not to the extreme extent that I had. But I still struggled. And the Lord showed me that I was allowing the enemy to control me and manipulate me. And showed an image of a puppet. And a marionette. And the Lord showed me that as long as I gave the enemy a foothold and that I used my words and my thoughts to voice out everything the enemy was whispering and lying to me in my ear, then nothing would change. That I would always be like that. And it would always be the way that I, that was unless I made a change. And I would be like that the rest of my life and that the call of my life would be unfulfilled or that it would be a watered down version of it if I continued down the path that I was on. He told me that it was my choice. He had a plan for me. He had a purpose for me. I knew it. And I knew there was a call on my life, yet I was experiencing only a small fraction of that call because of what I was allowing, because of my focus my thoughts and the words and the enemy's words that I used. And I finally got to that place when I was like, no more. I am done with this. And then I was like, now, Lord, what do I do? Show me because you told me what the problem is. So now I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it your way. What do I do? What do I do? First of all, that's the best thing you can do. Okay? Ask God. Because trust me, he'll be glad to answer that. He'll be glad to show you. He will be glad to show you the way because he is the way maker. Hallelujah. 
So I surrendered all of this to the feet of Jesus, and I looked to him for help and allowed myself to be led by the Lord. And the Lord began to reveal things to me. He showed me things that gave me revelation, and I grew out of that revelation and things I'm going to show you today, and I'm going to tell you. You may not be to the extreme point where you're at of, where, of how I describe things, but I know that many of you, if not most of you, are dealing with some kind of emotional bondage to some point. It might not be to the extreme of it, but you're still dealing with it, and it's still holding you back. And it might only be in one area. It might not be in all the areas that I mentioned, but it's still something that you're dealing with. It's still holding you back, and it's still something that you are allowing the enemy to use against you, and it's limiting you, and it's hindering God. Are you guys ready to change that? You ready for this? The Holy Spirit showed me that many of us are allowing our emotions to be our Holy Spirit. That we are allowing our emotions to be our Holy Spirit. That we are allowing our emotions to be our gauge and what we will do and if we will even do it. We're allowing our emotions to be our God. God blessed us with emotions, but they are not our God. And many times we elevate our emotions in a position that God never intended them to be. He is our guide. The word is our path. The word and the spirit is our gauge. And if those emotions are contrary to the word, then we choose. And yes, I said it and I'll say it again. We choose to believe, to trust, and to grip tight to his word despite what we feel. Hallelujah. It is time to receive a revelation so that you guys can receive the deliverance and leave here changed, leave here empowered and equipped to handle and defeat the attempts of the enemy through the word of your testimony and the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. First thing, when the enemy comes knocking, you send him packing. As easy as that. When he comes knocking, you don't let him in. You send him packing. <laughs> don't embrace anything contrary to the word of God. About a year and a half ago, the Lord showed me something that helped set me free. This was something that the Lord really, uh, this was really strong. He gave me like a vision, an image of a man holding up a Coke for a woman. First, hold on, she first positions herself to line up to put the coat on. Then she puts one arm in, then she puts the other arm in, and then, if you know she always do this, you adjust it. Then she adjusts it, and when she does this, she receives it, she wears it, and she allows it to cover her. <laughs> and, and I'm like, ooh, what are you saying, Lord? That, that, that's good. I know there's a, there's a good point there. What is it? What are you trying to say to me? And the Lord told me that this is what I'm doing. The enemy comes, and he suggests things. He tempts me. He offers me lies, and I position myself to receive it by lining up with it by focusing on it. And then I put an arm in a sleeve, I listen to it. I put my other arm in the other sleeve, I accept it. I accept it. I adjust my life to it by agreeing with it, by voicing it, which leads to me embracing the lie, living it, and walking in it, and allowing it to become a part of me. It then becomes my vision which leads to defeat. And then we get mad at God. And we ask him, why did you let this happen, Lord? Why did this happen? But the question is, is why did you let it happen? Why did I let it happen? 
I wonder why I was not moving forward, why I wasn't living in victory, why I wasn't stepping in my calling. I wondered why I was depressed. Hello? The Lord showed me that I caved in and allowed myself to be a puppet in my emotions, that I was stuck because I wasn't being led by the Spirit. I was being led by my feelings and by my emotions. Let's give Kaylee a hand. Thank you for that. The Holy Spirit showed me that many of his daughters, many of his children are doing the same thing. And when the enemy comes in and he offers depression and anxiety, fear, low self-esteem, low confidence, when he tries to make you think and feel that you are not accepted or loved, when you listen to those lies, when you receive it, when you voice it over what God says, then you are putting that garment on. You are putting that lie on. You are allowing, and yes, I said it, you are allowing the enemy place in your life. And what you do when this happens, you give them a foothold to come in and to cause even more havoc in your life. Just because the enemy offers you up some poison doesn't mean you have to receive it. Hallelujah. This is when we stand on the word, and this is when we work the word. Not to mentally agree with it. Lo, so many people do that. They're like, oh, I know that. Then walk in it. And I'm not trying to be mean, but it's time that we take the word of God and we step out in it and not just be a hearer of the word, but actually be a doer of the word. It's going to make all the difference. The Lord gave us the word for a reason. There's power in it. We must embrace it, receive it, agree with it, and walk in it and do what the word says. Hallelujah. It's not an easy thing to do. Sometimes it's very difficult because all of our circumstances and situations may be contrary to what the word says. But this is when we hold tight to the word and say, I don't care what it looks like or feels like. I trust my God. He is for me. He is by me and in me. And I am not letting go of my victory I'm holding on until I see it manifested in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The devil can be loud, and he can be abrasive, and he can be in your face screaming. And your emotions can be screaming. But you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want freedom? How bad do you want to walk in deliverance and victory? How bad do you want to move forward? It's your choice. If we give in to the enemy and put that garment on that he is offering, we will become his puppet. We will be up and down, tossed all around. We will be like a feather blowing in the wind, not knowing the difference where we're going, and we will not be stable. And you know what? It's hard for the Lord to do a great work in you as he wills and his purposes if you are constantly ruled by your emotions and suggestions of the enemy. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is where we stand our ground, submit to the Lord, and tell the devil, no. It's easy like that. You're like, well, it's really not that easy. Well, you work on it. And the more you work on something, the better you get with it, the stronger that you get. You tell him no. This is when we get our focus off of the poison the enemy is trying to feed us. And we put our focus on the Lord and on the word and what he says about our situation. What we focus on is what is magnified. And what is magnified is what our faith will be in, whether it's victory or defeat. What we feed is what will grow. You've heard it before, but it's truth. And we say we know it, but yet then we're blinded by it, and we don't operate and use what we know. And it's time to step up, step out, and start using what we know. Hallelujah. 
Allow the thing that you focus on and what you magnify and what you feed and what will grow be who he says that you are. What the Bible says belongs to you and who he says that you are. Allow your attitude and your confessions to be, I am who I am. I am who the I am says that I am. And I am a mountain mover. I am an overcomer because he says that about me. And I choose to believe his word. That is what I have to tell myself when my emotions and feelings and symptoms and appearance of lack it screams in my face. I have to say to that mountain, Jesus told us to speak to the mountain and tell it to go, to be far removed from us. And did you notice that he says to say, speak to the mountain? You don't say, God, will you remove that mountain? God did not tell us that. Jesus said, you speak to the mountain and you tell it to go in the name of Jesus. You don't doubt your heart and you believe it has to happen. And sometimes we're like, well, I just don't feel the, I just don't feel that faith. I don't feel it. You know what? Faith is not a feeling. It is a choice. It is deciding to trust and hold on tightly and not let go and believe God until you see it manifested in the natural. Hallelujah. In the end, it is, uh, in the end, it's our choice. It is up to us and our victory depends on it. And it's important that we do what the word of God tells us to do. Let me give you an example of how to walk this out. Let me give you an example. And I'm going to be vulnerable here. And I'm going to share this thing with you guys. The Lord showed me this about a year ago. And it totally revolutionized my thinking. It was brought me revelation. But I told you guys I had been delivered. I am no longer depressive bipolar. I am set free and delivered from that. I am not putting that mantle on me. No way. But every once in a while, I have a really strong temptation to fall back into it. So about a year ago, I got my boys. They decided I homeschooled for years. Last year, they decided they wanted to go to public school because of sports and so, so, you know, so on. Anyways, I got them off. I woke up so depressed. Oh, my goodness. It was heavy. It was strong. I was really depressed. I got the boys off, and I said, I'm going back to bed. I'll walk right by the spot where I get down at the feet of Jesus, and I pray. And I walk by there, and I felt I heard the Holy Spirit say, come spend time with me. And I said this. This sounds horrible. I'm like, Lord, I'll do it after I get up. I'm tired. I'm going to go lay down. And I heard him say, no, you need to do it now. I said, Lord, I'm too tired. And the Lord then reminded me and showed me when I've done that in the past, because I'm the type of person that we, we, you have to know how you are and how you operate. And I'm a person that likes to get things accomplished. And when I don't get things accomplished, it bums me out. And then I can get depressed because then I'm not accomplishing things. It's just like a, a domino effect. So the Lord revealed to me and showed me that if I go to bed, when I get up, now I'm going to be behind on everything, and then my depression is going to be even worse. He said, you need to spend time with me now. I would like to say that I sat down there with a good attitude and that I praised the Lord. Yeah, that didn't quite happen. I kind of got my, my phone with my iPhone and with my music on it, and I sat down, and I'm like, fine, Lord, but it's not going to be really good. So I put the first praise song on, and I'm worshiping the Lord. It was dry. It was horrible. I had an attitude. I didn't want to be there. The Lord knew it. But I just felt like he was being really patient with me because I was acting like a spoiled little brat that you just want to, like, bop in the head. And I'm just sitting there, had an attitude. I was mad. I was mad. Ain't that horrible? No, I'm just being real with you guys. Second song came along, changed just a tiny little, little, little bit. And we're talking about the second song here. Still felt a little bit better. I'm just praising the Lord, still dry as toast. But I'm telling you what, by that third song, it changed everything. I, I, what was I doing? I was pressing through. I was pressing through. By the third song, I got mad at the devil. 
I got mad. I, I repented to the Lord of my attitude. I first, because the Bible says, you know, submit unto the Lord and resist the devil and he will flee for you. So I had submitted my attitude. I repented of my uh, just kind of like wanting to put him off and put my emotions first and, and rejecting God by going and wanting doing what I wanted to do. I repented of all that. And then as I would start to worship in the Lord after that, something happened. It was building. It was building to the point where I started rebuking Satan, casting him down, telling him he had to get, that he had no place in me, that he had no hold on me. He had no authority over me and that he had to go, that he's under my feet. When I got up out of that place, I was different than what I was when I sat down. And I had a great day after that. And I got everything accomplished that I wanted to do. But you know what? If I hadn't have done that, people say, well, Kim, you just don't understand. I don't feel like it. I feel this. Well, let me, one of the things that I might have left out is when I got that kind of depressed, I felt physical symptoms of it. I would feel uh, really low motivation. I would actually feel sick and lethargic. And then sometimes I also felt like, I just wanted to just go to sleep and not wake up. It took me pushing past that. I was obedient to God, and I sat down. I worshipped him when I didn't feel like it. I worshipped him when I didn't feel like it. And I didn't stop saying, oh, well, I sung one song. It didn't work. It didn't work, Kim. Hey, did you know I kept going? I kept pressing in and going until I got my breakthrough. And that's what we do. Many of us say, oh, well, I tried it. It didn't work. Well, did you try long enough? Did you press through? I know it's not easy. I know. It was very difficult for me. I did not want to do that. But I tell you what, it was so worth it. It was so worth it when we do what God gives us to do and we press through and we push on and we put God first and we put our focus on him and we do what he says. It will be worth it every single time. Hallelujah. Because I obeyed the Lord, because I chose to do something about it and not take the easy way out by surrendering to it like I did all the other times before. I decided I'm going to do it God's way this time because every way that I tried on my own, it didn't work out. You know, we think we have all the answers. <laughs> we think that, you know, we will do this, we'll try this. Well, let me try this. Well, let me try that. That didn't work. Let me try. We're trying all these ways when if we would just look to God and say, God, what do you want me to do or what I should do? He will tell us. Stop being led by your emotions. Stop allowing your feelings and your emotions to be your God. Get your focus on God and allow the Holy Spirit to be your Holy Spirit and guide. Hallelujah. The Lord also gave me a picture of this when I sat down. It was clear in my mind. The longer it takes us to deal with the enemy, the longer we listen to him and procrastinate in dealing with him, the deeper the enemy will get his claws in us. The moment the enemy comes knocking, we immediately need to cast him out, reject him, say, uh-uh, I'm not accepting that. I'm not believing that. That is not what the word says. I don't care if what the devil tells you lines up with some doubts that you have in your own mind. You don't accept it and receive it. If it's not what God says, then you don't accept it. And you know what? It's not always an easy thing to do, but like I said, it is worth it if you do it. Do you want to be free? Or do you want to keep being held back? Do you want to go forward? I want to stand before my daddy God one day and have him tell me, good job. You did everything that I gave you to do. Do you know it just aches my heart? It makes me want to ball to sit there and think that I stand before him and him tell me that he had things for me to do and I didn't do it because I was allowing myself to be held back by fear? No more, ladies. 
This is your time. And God is calling you forth as his daughters, and he has plans for you. But you got to get your eyes off of your own self and get them on him. The longer we take to deal with the enemy, the more of a foothold that we allow him to have in our lives. And then it's even harder then to get rid of it. We have to take care of it. Surrender it to the Lord. Use the authority that has been given to us through Christ Jesus and deal with it and cast him out. I walked away that morning, like I said, with victory, and I was able to accomplish everything I needed to do. I chose not to give in. And believe me, like I said, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. It's your choice. So next time the enemy comes knocking at you, are you going to answer the door? Are you going to kick him to the curb? So many times we want, we know these things. We know it. We want somebody to come do it for us. But nobody can work out our salvation for us. It is up to us. Nobody can carry our cross for us. We got to carry our own cross. I'm telling you, people, we have allowed ourselves to be held back long enough. God loves his daughters. He's calling his daughters forth. And you say, well, you know, some people say, well, look what so-and-so is doing. I actually had somebody call me, was mad at me because I was stepping out in ministry. And she, to her, she thought it just happened. And she's like, I've been trying this for about two years and nothing's been happening for me. And you just step out there and move on. And I'm like, honey, I was called at the age of 13. Do you know how old I am now? <laughs> how many years I wasted? This is not an overnight thing. It's still a long way from even being where I need to be because I am growing daily. And I'm getting stronger. And you know what? Standing up here and talking with you guys, you might not believe this, but a year and a half ago, I was so full of fear of getting up and doing this that I felt like I was going to pee my pants, throw up, faint, and totally fall at my knees at the same time, shaking with fear. My own family laughed at me because when I'd get up and speak to people, my voice would just shake. Pastor Mick can, uh, can vouch for this. He, my, uh, my hands would just be shaking like this. I'm telling you what. Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. I'm being obedient to my God. I'm stepping out, and I'm trusting God, and he's going to equip and empower me, and that's what you need to do. If you think, well, I can't do this because, because of this or because of that, allow God. If he's calling you and, it's, and you feel like you know it's time, don't you dare sit on that. Don't you dare allow that enemy to hold you back. Don't you dare buy those lies anymore. You say, uh-uh, Lord, I want all that God has for me. Because there might be a young lady that you are going to be talking to that God knows you're going to be encountering a week from now that you might be able to say exactly what they need to hear to get them in the church, get them delivered, get them set free. And you might be the only person that can reach them because maybe there's something unique about you and your personality that's going to reach them where they're at. Don't you dare say, well, God can use such and such, so and so better than me. Uh, my personality this, and yes, we all have personalities, and we need to use what God gives us. But when we step out in faith and trust and we do things God's way, we will find us doing things that we never thought we would. <laughs> if you would have told me 10 years ago I'd even be doing this, I would have been so full of fear. I think I would have retracted so far the other way that I never would have caught up with anything that God had for me. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. In the midst of our choice, we need to watch our words. This has been talked about several times today. In Proverbs, by the way, the name of this message is, is, um, is you go, grow, girl. You go, grow, girl. Okay? You're going to go, grow. You're going to leave here, take what you've got, and you're not going to stop there. You're going to keep growing. You're going to keep growing. So you go, grow, girl. Proverbs 18, 21. 
And the Amplified, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Those that have heard me, that have heard me speak before, they've heard this before, but it's truth. I'm going to say it again. We cannot talk out of both sides of our mouth and expect victory to come because victory and darkness cannot coincide. It ain't going to happen. You cannot speak. You cannot say, oh, I'm healed, and then 10 seconds later say how sick you are. You know, and I've heard people say, well, I don't want to lie, so what do I say if I really don't feel it and somebody asks me how I'm doing? Then you say, by faith I am doing great. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. That's what you say. Do not allow yourself to speak out of both sides of your mouth. You will dig up whatever that's already been produced. You cannot do that. You speak life. Speak life. Whatever you are believing for, even if it seems delayed, do not let it go. Do not speak defeat. Do not use your words to describe your situation. Honey, you use your words to change your situation. You prophesy over that thing, the word of God. You call life into it in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. When Pastor Mick was at New Martinsville Church of God, the refuge, I had a van. still have the van. Drove it today. Anyways. I had a van about a year ago that my mechanic said, I might as well go get another vehicle because what was wrong with it was so bad that it was going to cost more to fix it than what it would to just get go out and get a new one. And I'm like, we couldn't go out and get a new one. So I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not accepting that report. I can't go. I don't have the withal to be wherewithal to go get a new vehicle. So I started speaking life over my van. Father God, I thank you that it will be a quick and easy fix. Lord, I don't care who you send my way. Send somebody to me that's going to know what's wrong with my van. So it will be a quick fix, an easy fix, an inexpensive fix. And I kept speaking that and speaking life. Lord, I speak life over my van. Lord, I said, and then people are like, that's not a person. You can't speak over a thing. I've done it time and time again. You know what? I pay my tithes and offerings. And the Bible says of Malachi that he's going to rebuke the devourer when I do that. And I told the enemy, you are a devourer. You are rebuked. You have no place in authority. You have crossed the bloodline. You must get in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you what? I kept speaking life over my van. And then all of a sudden, I was speaking to my dad, telling him what was going on. He says, oh, well, that sounds like this. And don't ask me what it was because I'm not a mechanical type of person. So I told my husband what he said, and it was a really quick, easy fix. My husband went and got it, fixed it, it was done. It was done. But if I would have listened to the report of the mechanic, I would have went out and got myself a vehicle when at that time we weren't prepared and able to do so, and I would have got myself in a bind. But I chose to not line my words up with the mechanic. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not speaking that. I speak life over my van. I speak life over my van. And honey, you can do that with your children. You can do that with your situation, your husband, your job, whatever in life that looks to be defeated or not good. You speak over that. You prophesy life over it. I'm not speaking defeat over anything. I'm speaking life because my God is life, and he's the life giver, and he's my provider, and he's my source. And you know what? I'm the daddy's girl, okay? And he takes good care of me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak it out loud. You need to hear the words. And as we do this, according to Romans 10, 17, our faith will grow and it will increase. The more we hear the word spoke, the more we hear it. We hear it. We hear it. We speak it. When we speak it, it gets in our, our, in our, in our spirits. And then what's in our spirits and our heart comes out of our mouth. What comes out of our mouth is what we hear. What we hear is what we believe. What we believe is just a cycle. It's a cycle. Make sure it's faith. 
Make sure it's life. Because you know what? God listens to your words. But guess who also listens to your words? The devil. We cannot please the Father without faith, and we cannot have our prayers answered without faith. And there's a difference between having faith and having hope. Hope is needed. Absolutely. Faith is good. Faith begins with hope, but faith takes it further. Faith sees it. Faith holds fast to it. Faith knows that what we are believing for, it is done, and that the manifestation is coming. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. Lord, I thank you it's done. Lord, I hold on to it. Lord, I'm not letting go. I don't care if this is screaming in my face. I'm holding on to you, Lord. You are a miracle worker. You are the way maker, and I thank you for making a way. You hold on to it, and then you will see the deliverance of God, and it will amaze you. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11:1 1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. James 2:17 says, so too faith, if it does not have works to back it up by itself, it is dead. So let me give you an example on this. You're like, okay, that sounds great, but what does that really mean? Okay, my mom did not have a car. My mom needed a car. They didn't have the wherewithal to go get a car. My they had one car in their family. My dad took it, and he worked very, very long hours. So my mom was stuck at home all the time. So she started going to that driveway, looking out the curtain. Father God, I thank you for my new car in that driveway. <laughs> Father God, I don't care how you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I thank you for my new car in that driveway. Father God, you said you would supply and meet my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And Lord, I hold on to that and I hold you to it because you're not a God that lies. And I have this need. Lord, I thank you for my, I want, I'd like a green car, Lord. A green car with four doors. Lord, I thank you for my little green car. She kept doing that. She kept doing that. Now, she didn't allow herself to focus on that where she was serving God through her need. That's not what I'm talking about. But several times throughout the day, she would think about it. Lord, I just thank you for my new car. She wouldn't let go. My dad loved my dad, by the way. <clears throat> he was a godly man. He just didn't have the uh, perspective of faith that my mom did. So he would tell her all the reasons why they can't have it. He would tell her all the reasons why it wasn't going to happen. So you talk about a challenging thing to remain in faith. You've got the devil screaming in one ear, and you've got a human being in the other ear telling you also why it's not going to happen. So my mom had a double whammy of it, and she had a choice to make. Am I going to believe them, or am I going to believe him? My mom chose to believe God. She kept on it. She wouldn't let go. And it was a few months later. My dad walked in the door, and he says, here. And he threw something. And mom just kind of like by reflex caught it. And it was keys. And she's like, what's this for? He was a salesman. And it was kind of, I know you might be thinking that's crazy. Well, he's a salesman. Why couldn't he bring home a car? Well, they didn't have the money to because, you know, uh, salesmen feast famine kind of thing. And anyways, so my mom, he says, go out, look out in the, car, in the driveway. She went and looked out, and it was a little green car with four doors. He said, he looked at her and he says, Kathy, I don't know how it happened. I can't explain it because on paper, there's no way it even makes sense. He said, but it's ours. My mom didn't let go. She put her faith into action by holding on to God's promises despite what things look like. And it made all the difference. If you guys need more faith, we can have our faith increase by hearing the word of God, hearing ourselves speak it, and not letting it go despite what it looks like in the natural. And the reason why it's so important to speak it out loud, catch this, okay? I don't know if you guys thought about this before. And I've heard it, and I read it, and I've read it, and I read it in the Bible before, but it never really, like, I never had one of those aha moments until God showed me. God had all the faith in the world that you could ever have, right? He's God, okay? He spoke out. Let there be light. He could have went like this, like a genie. 
nodded his head, or he could have just went, Bling! he could have done any of those things, but he didn't do that. No, he used his words. The only thing that he created with his hands was when he created us because he put a personal touch to it because he loves us. We're his children. He's our, our Abba Father, you know? But everything else he spoke out, and he gave you the example of what to do. You need something, you speak it out. You believe God, and you speak it. Don't think it. Don't hope it. You hold on fast to it, and you speak it out loud. Our words are important because they are containers. So I encourage you to be aware of what is coming out of your mouth. Because God wants us, though we have heard today from all three speakers, he wants us to leave this place different than what we were when we came in. Yes, many of you might already know all the stuff that we've spoke here today. Knowing is not the problem. If you knew all of this, that is great. Kudos to you. But God wants us to have a revelation of it, to receive it, and then to walk in it. It's no good to know something. you got to use it. Hallelujah. Why? As I said in the beginning of this message, God is raising an army of women, an army of his daughters who have his heart and who not only want more of him, who not only want to fall more in love with him, but those who want to reflect him, <laughs> to allow his glory to shine through them, to impact those that they encounter on a daily basis. He wants his daughters to want to be his voice, hands, and feet. Time is short. The world is getting darker, but the church needs to be the light that God can shine through. And according to the Great Commission, we have all been called. We have all been set apart as believers to be his glory carriers. And he is calling each of us to awaken out of complacency, out of busyness, and creating our own lives and to build his house. Hallelujah. To actually do what Luke 14, 23 says. He tells, the master said, to go out into the highways and the byways and to compel his people to come in. Compel is a strong word. It doesn't mean say, hey, you want to come to church with me? No. It's like doing what Sarah was saying, where you go and you get them. Hey, I know where you can receive deliverance. I know where the answer is at. And you compel them to come in, not only to the house of God, but into the kingdom. Street ministry is being done more than ever now, and I'm telling you, great things are happening. You're going out there. You're, 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 where you go is where your light can shine and where you can be effective. It doesn't have to be at the pulpit. Do you all ever saw the movie, um, what's that movie called? The one with the, the lady prayed, you know. Uh, War Room. That lady, look what she accomplished. She affected that family, who then, if you think about it, I'm sure affected other families, who affected other families, who affected other families. And you're like, I never do anything. I never accomplish anything. Well, when you, I only saved, got one person saved. I was only able to touch one life. But how many people have they touched? And then they touch. And then they touch. And when you get to heaven, you get credit for all that. When we affect one person, hey, one person is important because it even says in the Bible that Jesus will leave the 99 to go after the one. Don't you discount whatever God does for you because you don't think it's as big as so-and-so's and so-and-so's. It doesn't matter. You being obedient to what God gives you is what matters. Hallelujah. Talina, if you'd like to come up. And this is going to look different in many ways. God is calling some of you today. Let me tell you something. God is starting to do things different, okay? 
It's not just about pulpit ministering anymore. God is using people in creative ways. I hear of people that are that mow lawns and they have a ministry. Well, they'll go and mow people's lawns who are not able to do it themselves. And then after a while, these people are like that who's they're mowing the lawns for might be secular and unsaved, and they might not be able to share Jesus right away. But they they were said that they did it for a while, and then they were able to have opportunities to minister to them, to pray for them. Lives have been changed. And salvations have occurred through creative ministries. Don't you think you got to go off to ministry school to be at the pulpit if God did not call you to do that? You might be like, well, I'm a woman. I do crafts. Let me tell you something. I'm embarrassed to say this, but years ago, I would say it was about 25 years ago, I was a Mary Kay representative, and the Lord gave me an idea to take some Mary Kay products, and I made beautiful baskets. I will be honest with you. I, 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 God blessed me with being able to do these beautiful baskets. And the Lord laid it up on my heart to make these baskets and to go give them to women who were hurting or abused and needed help. And you know what? I told the Lord that's not ministry. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm embarrassed to say that, and I'm hurt to say that, because that might have been the people that he laid on my heart to do. That might have been a great thing that occurred in their lives. But because it didn't look like what I thought it should look like, I discounted it. And God is saying, you all today, there's many ways that ministry can be done. And whatever your talents are, whatever you're creative with, whatever you're good at, God can use that. And open the door for you to minister to people. I've, I've known people that are artists like what uh, Jasmine did today. And they painted paintings for people of words that God has given them. They painted it for them and then gave it to them and said, God had this word for you. And these people might not even be saved. Guys, you are all beautiful, talented women. Ask God how he wants you to, to use you. What can you do? Don't dare think that you got to, it has to be one way. It's great to have the pastor mix and all the pastors in the world, but God is calling his women forth, and ministry can be done in different ways, and don't discount whatever God gives you to do. Whatever the Lord puts in your heart, when we don't put him in a box and we allow him to lead us and direct us, we will see ministry done in ways like never before, and it will look different, but it will be good, and it will be powerful. But that cannot and will not happen if we allow ourselves to be overrun by the enemy. If we allow ourselves to be ruled and held back by our emotions or fear. God will equip and empower you to do what he's called you to do. And don't be discouraged if it isn't happen as fast as you would like. Because many times we're in a time of training. We think we're in a waste of time. But let me tell you something. When Moses, after killing the um, the Egyptian for killing, the, uh, for beating up the Israelite, he fled to the desert. And what looked like 40 years of wasted time, he had valuable lessons. He was being trained on how to re lead the Israelites out and be able to survive in the desert for 40 years. So many times when you think you're in a waste of time, God's not moving fast enough. Well, you haven't learned what you need to learn yet. And God is working in you. And he's preparing you. And sometimes he's also lining other things up because he wants you to have more. Because what he's wanting you to step into is going to take a little bit more baking in you. And another thing, don't get ahead of God. I've, I've done this before. And God, 
corrected me and he showed me a vision of myself that he showed me a path that like you know sometimes when you get a prophetic word from somebody we think it's for now a lot of times it's not now it's for later so when God would show me something he showed me that I like put my backpack on and I'm like thank you God and I take off and then it fails and then I'm mad at God God you told me I was gonna do this why didn't it work out and he says because it wasn't for now you got ahead of me I put my backpack on, went the direction that he told me to go, and this is what he told me when he showed me this. He said that he is not my map. He's my guide. And I was using him as a map, going the way that he told me to go, whether it was time or not, and then when it failed, then I felt like I missed God. It hurt me. It hindered me, held me back even longer. Then I had a trust issue. I was afraid then to trust God when he's not the one that messed up. I did. A lot of times we are our own problems, so do not get ahead of God. God will equip you and empower you to do what he's given you to do. He'll tell you when it's time. A pastor in Florida used to say, if you don't know, don't go. So that means you stay where you stay until he says it's time. Then when he says it's time, you take a step and you keep looking at him and you walk with him, not ahead of him. Hallelujah. I heard clearly in my spirit today that it is time to grow and go. <laughs> to be delivered and walk in the deliverance that he has provided. It's time to run in the spirit, to step up, to surrender all, and to awaken and arise and leave here today taking back what the enemy has stolen. Before we get into activation and part impartation, we are going to take back what the enemy has stolen from us because a lot of you have allowed the enemy to steal your joy. A lot of you have allowed the enemy to steal what is good, what has been purposeful, what God has for you. You've allowed him to steal. You've allowed the enemy to steal your vision, your purpose. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are who the I am says you are, and you are an overcomer. You are the head and not the tail. You are blessed coming in. You are blessed going out, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The devil has held us back long enough, and he has used our emotions and has tricked us into using our emotions as a guide and a Holy Spirit. And it's time to cast him down, to cast him out, and to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. It's time we break free from emotional bondage that the enemy has tormented us with. It's time to say enough is enough. And it's time in the mighty name of Jesus that we march to the enemy's camp and we take back what the devil has stolen from us because his days of having reign in our lives and our emotions it is over it's time we leave this place not only delivered and set free but determined to not be a puppet anymore no you tell him no no satan but instead go forth in victory with shields locked in place and going out free it's time we grow go girl we go grow girl yeah. That's a little tongue twister there. It's time that we arise as the army of the Lord. And it's time that we take back what the enemy has stolen from us. So here in just a moment, that's exactly what we're going to do. You need to get your running shoes on, ladies. Because we're getting ready to start that song. We're going to start. We're going to the enemy's camp. And we're going to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. So my question to you is, in preparation, what has the enemy stolen from you? 
What is he hindering you from? What is he holding you back from? It is time to say no more in the name of Jesus. Okay? Everybody stand to your feet right now. We're going to worship to this song, and you're going to take back what the enemy has stolen from you in the name of Jesus. Well, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. Well, I took back what he stole from me. Well, I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me.
because I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am his daughter, and I am awakened, and I am arising, and I am going forth, and I am growing, and I'm not letting anything hold me back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys don't let that go. And no matter what the enemy tries to tempt you with, don't let him take an inch. Because when you open that door, his claws get into you. You deal with him immediately, and you have authority through Christ Jesus. Don't let it go, and it's worth all the effort and the time to press through and press in. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're getting ready to go into um, the activation and impartation part of the service. But before we do, um, just a few months ago, I got together with a couple ladies, and and um, I had this idea for a song, and um, whenever uh, we, we started writing the song, and I was like, oh, I like this, but where am I going to sing it? <laughs> and we were almost finished with the song, and Kim had already mentioned these conferences that she wanted to do. It was just really kind of a vision at that time. We had some scheduled, and COVID happened, and um, we never really got to have um, just the one at, there at New Martinsville. And um, so we were almost finished with a song, and I was like, I know where I'm singing this song. <laughs> and I could just see you all getting this. And, and this is um, a song about our identity in Christ and who we are in Christ. And so this is the first time we've sung it in public. And so I pray, my prayer for you is that you can get this song and that these won't just be words that you sing, that you know that you are your father's daughter, that he loves you and he takes care of you and that you can rejoice in, in the words and the meaning of this song and just get it in your spirit. Hallelujah. We all, we just need, if we could all get this, we would just be a changed people. <laughs> Yeah. 
as the spirit wills I can't give you the gift of healing that's as the spirit wills we can't give you the gift of miracles those are as the spirit wills he gives severally unto all but we can impart to you the gift of faith we can speak to you and call the gold forth we can help you, and we can help you to activate those gifts that are already inside of you. We can speak to those gifts. We can speak to those dry bones, and we can say live. We can impart to you what's from the inside that he's already given us to give to you. So we don't want you leaving here the same way you come in. We don't want you leaving here with those dry bones still in the graveyard waiting for somebody to come and breathe and speak life over them. We've already spoken today and we declare dry bones live. Rise, women of God. Rise and step into your callings. Rise and step out in that faith. Rise up, dry bones, and hear the word of the Lord. Sarah? Kim, come on up here. We want to pray for you today as they are singing. We want to be able to help you to activate that faith. Lord, we want to join with you, ladies, to help you to see the gifts, the beauty, the callings today. So 
We just plead the blood right now over each and every person in here. We plead the blood against every foul spirit that would try to transfer some kind of funky stuff up in this place. We come against COVID-19. We come against the flu. We come against every virus in this place. And we say you die under the power of the Holy Ghost. We say you die right now. We come against fear. We do not allow the enemy any place in here in Jesus' name. But we want to pray for those who would like to have prayer. We want to join our faith with yours. One can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand. And if any of two agree touching any one thing, what did God say? It shall be done. Do y'all believe it in here this morning? Hallelujah. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, 
please head to our prayer page at flwc.com prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.